Go Tenant, the revolutionary new property software built by landlords and trusted by tenants. GoTenant is your one-stop property management assistant that will take the pain away from your tenant recruitment process and the management of your properties. From advertising your property to maintenance reporting, electronic signatures to full property management software. Stop worrying about double bookings and the hassle of unnecessary admin because GoTenant is here to enable you to seamlessly run your portfolio from anywhere in the world. Go to gotenants.co.uk to find out more. We're here with Susie Carter. Susie is our commercial property expert. And Susie has got a very varied portfolio of um, HMOs and commercial property. And Susie kind of just gave us a bit of um, an insight as to why she invests in commercial property. So I'm really sorry, Susie. But can we go back to the beginning again and sort of give everybody a little bit of a brief update on um, what it is that you do and your background? Because I think most people are going to be watching this one from the start. Okay, hello everyone again. Hopefully, um, I'm not going to bore anyone too much now with my uh, repeating my background. But here we go. So, um, yeah, I I, um, I feel like I can call myself a property, a commercial property expert because I've been been um, involved in that sphere for 23 years. Um, I started um, as a wet behind the ears graduate in a company called CBRE, which I think probably a lot of you will know. It's a big global real estate company. My first job was um, on Regent Street in um, London, which was a nice kind of little starting job. And then um, moved on to a company called Kingfisher, which is a kind of retail, it was a big retail giant in the early 2000s. Moved on to B&Q, where I was worked with the property team there. I was acquiring really big, they're really big stores. Um, and we kind of did everything from acquiring the sites to getting planning um, and uh, building out the stores. And it was a big race for space with Homebase at that time to grow market share. So it was a really exciting, aggressive time to be involved in that type of property. Um, but then kind of in about 2006, B&Q stopped acquiring. They kind of got enough market share and realized they had too many stores. So I moved on to a company called um, Land Securities, which is a UK's largest property company, um, where I was um, lastly managing a, as a director, managing a, a portfolio of of shopping centres, a £2.7 billion portfolio of shopping centres. Um, and there I was kind of, I was I was trying to um, out, outdo or kind of beat the industry indices, um, which um, kind of measure performance of shopping centres. So by, by adding value across the portfolio. Um, I'd got some property education in um, 2000, when was it? 2013, 2014 in Resi. So it was a whole new world for me and started investing in, in kind of Resi HMOs. Um, now I have my property investment business. I do some commercial property consultancy, so I still keep my hand in in that in that world and invest in um, now now starting to invest in commercial property. Um, and I also do um, offer property education in commercial property because I think that it's a really valid way of people to diversify their portfolios and perhaps have some slightly more passive income than HMOs because. Um, you know, even if you have a two-year lease on a, on, a, on a commercial property, it's still um, more passive than an HMO where you've potentially got a kind of churn of... Um, <laughs> passive. Uh, we, don't, we don't have passive income, do we, at all? No. So, <laughs> um, so sorry, folks, for sort of uh, re-coming back into this. We had a few technical issues on the first one. You know what? That's live video. We're not in a recording studio. We're in my office here. I've got my brew. We've got Susie, which is across the other side of the country. And we're trying to bring this together for you. So sometimes it happens. So Susie, so I was kind of saying before um, we got sort of um, cut off, commercial property. So 
Um, it can mean, you know, it's a very broad brush, isn't it? It could be offices, it could be shops, it could be all sorts of different things. So let's start back where we were saying before. So is it as easy as buying a, let's say, for example, because you and I and Lorraine, my wife, looked at a commercial property not far from where we are, and it was an old uh, Lloyds Bank. And we thought, you know what, we could maybe get hold of that and then go out and put something like Costa Coffee in there or Starbucks or something similar. Is it that easy? Can you do that? Um, the answer is it depends, as always. Um, and uh, spoken like a true uh, surveyor, as I am. So the one we looked at was quite interesting, um, guys. So we looked we looked at this um, former bank and you've probably seen there's loads of banks on the market at the moment. You know, they're all go going online and they're kind of um, really kind of uh, squeezing their their high street presence. So, you know, great opportunities if you know what you're doing with them. And the, the trouble is that you can't just go out and buy a property and hope for the best. As we all know, no, nobody um, who's watching this would do that. So you have to kind of ascertain the demand. You can find out um, who would take that particular property from them, uh, retailers and, and coffee shops and takeaways and whoever's requirement list, um, that they publish their requirements list. You, you need to speak to agents to find out whether there's demand for that particular unit, um, but not just whether there's demand, what rent they would pay, what kind of lease terms you'd get, and also whether the planning permission is suitable for it. And then, but if you're confident that, that you've got the right size unit, because so retailers and coffee shops, they're getting more and more picky because there's a lot of vacant space you might have noticed on the high streets. So um, they're getting more picky with the properties they take and the towns they go to. But if you're sure that you've done your DD well enough, then it really is that simple. You've got a unit that, um, that somebody, um, you know, an end user, an end tenant wants, and you can, um, you can let it um, at a rent um, for a, a lease term, whatever that might be, um, five, 10 years, whatever it might be. And um, you can actually uh, get an income on that. So you've got, now got security of income from, by, from a lease, and therefore you can capitalise that income at a yield. And that's exactly how commercial valuation works. It's not kind of rocket science, although I think a lot of people think it's a bit of a dark art, but um, you can actually um, then capitalise that rent at a yield and a, and a valuer kind of will, will, will put a yield on that. And then um, you could actually enhance your capital value massively if you're buying a vacant property. So, you know, you might if you buy something at bricks and mortar value, you might be able to quadruple, you know, double, quadruple, whatever, whatever the, the deal is. But, you know, you can add a significant amount of value to it. OK, so let's talk about growth. So, you know, in the residential world, we would ideally buy a property, add value, refinance and get our money back out in the ideal world. Or we could buy and hold with a very good sort of insight knowledge that the property over time is going to go up in value. What is the case with commercial property? So if I were to put, let's say, for example, just pulling figures out of the sky, £100,000 into a commercial unit with the aspiration to go out and rent it to a blue chip company, is that money locked in? Well, as for a start, um, it depends how you finance it. So um, you tend to get lower loan to value ratios in the commercial sphere. So kind of probably a maximum of 65% loan to value. So um, you need to, um, you know, you need to, to have some available cash to be able to, to kind of finance the rest of it. Um, then you... Um, uh, then you can you can basically do a similar types of strategy. You can basically look at um, you know if you're looking to add value, you could perhaps bridge it or get some short term finance 
add the value through the, through a new lease or a new tenant and then kind of finance out um, as, a, as a kind of whole strategy. Or you can actually, um, you know, once you've done the asset management, once you've added the value, a bit like exactly the same in Resi, you could then look to sell the property because it's actually worth so much more. And then you can realise your, realize your gain um, in the short term. So, I mean, I mentioned this, we had a bit of a preamble, of course, before we went live. Now, for me, I'm, I'm very concerned about the way the commercial aspect is going. And I think it's great to have a diverse portfolio. That's absolutely right. But I'm driving down the high street and I'm seeing shops closed everywhere. And, I'm, you know, the council have boarded them up and they've put these lovely pictures on and what the shop could look like. And it seems to be increasing, you know, the, the amount of empty shops seem to be increasing. So that kind of makes me think, you know, what is the future for commercial property? Now, am I talking about just one aspect of commercial? You're talking about perhaps a bigger aspect. Yeah, I think that um, re retail property with kind of upper parts is, is, is quite an accessible next next step for residential property investors. You know, it's kind of you can actually de-risk the, the retail by kind of converting the upper parts to, to resi. And, and it feels like uh, not uh, not everybody, but but quite a lot of kind of that seems to be like a relatively uh, comfortable next step for quite a lot of resi investors. Um, but of course, commercial property comprises a lot more than retail for a start. You know, it's um, it's retail. It's not just high street retail. It's supermarkets. It's out of town. It's um, industrial offices, um, hotels, pubs. Um, petrol filling stations, you know, leisure, you know, you name it. It doesn't have to just be retail. But, but you know, given you've mentioned retail, let's talk about that because, you know, there's no doubt that retail is going through a massive structural change. I mean, enormous. I don't think we've ever seen the light before. And it's not just because of online retail. It's because retailers are just not have not been innovating and it's I don't know about you but I find it quite boring a lot of retail actually so to drag people off their sofas and go out to shop is, is you know it's quite challenging and uh, coupled with that retailers are kind of shrinking their shrinking their their portfolio requirements and um so as a result there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of high streets which actually um are going to cease to to perform as retail destinations so um, absolutely do your DD guys when you're buying this stuff you, you know make sure you, when you, you say do your DD what does that mean I mean how do we do DD on the commercial property if we've never done it before what are we looking for so you need to um, uh, it's all about whether that particular property can let and if and if and you need to have an exit a exit exit B exit C so you know let, let's assume you want to buy it to still retain as retail you need to speak to your local agents national agents whoever they may be um, you need to speak to the end occupiers direct and ascertain the demand for that unit. Because if you're buying a, a, a unit and there's, there's a lot of them on the high streets now where there's no demand, then, you know, th there's a potential that some retail will never let again. So um, so you absolutely need to make sure that you um, do your research and speak to agents are a really fantastic source of um, uh, of research. And, you know, in the commercial sphere, getting an agent to act on your behalf um, uh, to, to let the unit or, or when you're purchasing, it kind of works slightly different in the resi than in the resi world. You can they'll actually kind of phone up the end occupiers for you and actually kind of bring all the interest together before you even bought the unit. So that can be a really valuable source of, of due diligence. So when but you also, say agents, we're not talking about high street agents. We're talking about no, specialised commercial. We're agents. talking about yeah, we're talking about commercial property agents. So we're talking about 
um, if you Google them in your town, you know, you'll see the boards around. There's lots of local ones, but don't just restrict it to local ones, guys. You know, make sure that you tap into the national um, agents like, you know, Savills, Knight Frank, CBRE. They say they feel a bit intimidating, but actually these guys all have regional teams and they, they'll probably know your high street really well. Plus, they have direct line to all the occupiers. So you absolutely need to make sure that you... Um, before you buy it, you either have done a pre-let, so you've either let it to somebody and you, that lease will exchange, you know, when you buy it. That's the ideal world. That's that's the kind of that's the kind of um the wonderful world we all want to be in. Or you um or you actually um are really bloody sure that there's 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 demand for that. But don't forget that where there's um problems, there's opportunities. So with you know, with, with these retail units, there, there's also other other outs, you know, there's potential for conversion to other uses, offices or resi or whatever it might be. But you know, you just need to make sure you've covered all the angles. And how is it in the planning world? Is it, is it just in the planning Oh yeah! Oh god! I hope everyone, everyone could hear us still. Um, well, you know, planning is planning, isn't it? But there is, um, if if you buy a retail property, there is um, uh, there is permitted development for two flats above. Um, on if if there's if there's an A one um consent there, so it's definitely worth looking at that. Um, but uh, um, otherwise, you yes, if you have change of use for retail, you you will need to um, you will need to jump through the hoops of, of planning, which, as we all know, is a bit of an unknown. So therefore, make sure you've got the right planning advisor acting for you who could deal with with the local council. Yeah, when we do lease options and things um, on houses and um, residential properties, it's easier for us to be able to. Um, it's kind of like future-proof what we're doing. So we can take on a property on the lease option with a view to be getting planning permission for it, and then we can purchase it. Is that kind of the same thing you would do with a commercial property? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the great thing about commercial property is it's not emotional. So you're not dealing with anybody who's lived in there, you know, granny's lived in the house for 100 years, and, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very, very unemotional because you're dealing with business. So... Um, so options have been around in the commercial world for years and years. And really, you can be as creative you want, as you want in, in purchasing property in, in the commercial world, basically because it isn't emotional. So if you want to do top up deals, exchange delay completion options, um, you know, it, it, no one will bat an eyelid. It, it, you can be as creative as you want. And do you think, Susie, because the way the market is in the commercial at the moment, and I went, you know, I sort of picked up on, every almost you know every shop i see is closing down are there some absolute bargains out there right now because of that i mean you know what is what is the market like in terms of value at the moment it's a really it's a really good question actually because um i think if you're buying retail property um i think that there's jitters there's massive jitters amongst investors in the retail world you know it's always been a really solid investment um, arena for all the big property companies and pension funds and everything but there's definitely jitters amongst investors in the retail world so if you've got some balls and you've done your research um, and you know that there's demand for those particular units then um, there's some bargains to be had in retail but you know it comes with a dose of caution you know all the stuff we've kind of just discussed that um, there is a contraction of high streets um, you know, potentially look at alternative uses. But yes, I think in the retail sphere, um, you know, I've, I've got a, a an agency friend who's marketing three units in Wimbledon Village. 
and um, they just they just have no interest. You know, Wimbledon Village is prime, prime, you know, London suburbs, and yet they've got no interest. And part of that is Brexit. So Brexit is going to be a really interesting, I think, for all the property market, but I certainly in commercial, because commercial property tends to react quicker because all the big commercial um, pension funds and investment companies, they have their valuations um they have the properties revalued monthly or quarterly. So you see changes in the market much quicker. And um, I think there's going to be some jitters around Brexit next year. Um, and that you will definitely see commercial property always reacts quicker. So I think that they, I don't know, if I had a crystal ball, then I would be, um, you know, I'd be quizzing. But, um, but I, yeah, I suspect that there are going to be jitters next year and they will be seen much quicker in the commercial sphere than in the resi world. I know that they're starting to be seen in the resi world as well, but um, keep your eyes peeled, guys, because there might be some really good buying opportunities. Okay, so you know, sometimes when we say we talk about houses and we say get onto the agent's black book, and um, you know, if they can call you first before they put it onto market, then that's a great strategy, and you know, and that's what we that's what we like to do. Is there a similar strategy in the commercial sector? So, is there some you know, can you get hold of first of all, can you get on the agent's little black book? That's one question. Second part to the question is, how do you get direct to the buyers of the big blue chip companies so is there someone in a big blue chip company that's constantly looking for properties on high street locations etc and if there is how do you deal direct to them and say look where you're looking for then potentially could you go out and source direct for them do you understand what i mean it's a bit of a topsy-turvy question yeah no i do yeah so first take let's take it in two parts the first part of the question about agents so um, absolutely. Most deals are done off market in the in the commercial sphere. Um, so you absolutely must get on the agent's black in, in the agent's black book. Um, and you, and that's about credibility. That's about um, proving that you, you know, you can move forwards on deals that you know what you're talking about. And I think this is where um, potentially some people fall down in that they kind of um, in, on, on the credibility aspect. So make sure you know what you want to buy. Um, that you you know you, you speak the language of the commercial agent that you um, show you've got the finance to move forwards because they will ask you that and then absolutely you can you know I think there's commercial properties on Zoopla and Rightmove and the Estates Gazette and um, EGI you know is a great source of commercial property and you know, there's auctions and all kinds of places to find a commercial property but a huge proportion are done are done off market so make sure you kind of how do you do that how do you how do you get into that little black book what what do you do so you need to be um you know pretty much the same rick as we do in the in the resi world so you need to be um it, it's a bit more difficult to get hold of these guys and, and ladies actually because they they're not in high street units a lot of them they're in kind of you know offices that you can't really get into so um you need to um be calling them up Getting on their getting on their list to begin with to make sure that you know you're you're contacted when things things are up. But again, you still won't get the prime prime properties that they're you know they're doing off market. So then I would suggest you kind of go and arrange some viewings and property you're interested in, get to know them, and and then you start building the relationships. And we all know it's all about relationships and about you know it's, it's relationships and credibility. So it, it's exactly the same as in the resi world, but these guys are a little bit less accessible than perhaps they are in them. Um, in the resi world um so make sure you do that and um, the, the the second part of the question was about um you know can you get hold of the, the people who are acquiring direct and and you know 
um, have a direct line to them? So the answer is yes. Um, but, you know, I think I think um, there's a, the commercial property sphere works a little bit differently in the, than in the resi world. So there is a finite number of occupiers for for space. So let, let's talk about retail because we've been talking about it. So there's a finite number of, of occupiers. So first of all, they publish their requirements list for the next 18 months ahead. So you can use that as a good starting point and you can get hold of that from the, them direct or you can get hold of it from agents. And then um, they have they have acquiring agents who kind of act on their behalf. And also any agent worth their salt, especially the national agents, We'll have a direct line to these guys. They probably went to college with them and, you know, and, and know them really well. It's quite an incestuous world, actually, the commercial world. So, um, so you know, agents are, are definitely more your friend in in the commercial sphere than they are perhaps in the resi sphere. So um, don't be fearful about involving agents. But, yes, if you can just you can call up the retailers and ask, you know, if you know there's a requirement for that town, you can ask, speak to the estates team or the property team and, and ask the question. and they. They will deal with you direct, um, but sometimes it just short shortcuts um, shortcuts the process basically. Okay, so um, thank you, Susie. You know, it's, I think it's kind of answered my question. Um, a couple of things. Uh, the first thing is, you know, I get scared to death when I hear all of these stories. You know, about all the big blue chip um, high street retailers closing down, going into liquidation, having to be bailed out, etc. And it worries the hell out of me thinking, you know, what is the future of retail now? I would shop online um, because that's my personal, you know, it's just so easy. And things like Next, let's look at Next, for example. I could go online tonight at 10 p.m., order a load of clothes, and they will be at my doorstep the next morning before midday. Is that a massive threat, do you think, now? I mean, is that the way things are going? And if it is, are we just going to see even more of a demise to the retail high street? So, um well, first of all, that's a great opportunity because um, because of, of all the logistics involved with online retailing, you know, don't forget commercial property is more than retail. Yeah. So um, so industrial property, whilst it's, you know, everyone's piling in to, to buy it actually at the moment. And the reason is, is that because of exactly the logistics that you're just talk, talked about, you know, to get something in same day delivery or next day delivery, you need some quite a lot of logistics hubs across the country. And that's an understatement. So that could be a great opportunity if you own industrial or you want to buy it. Mm. So, you know, don't forget that that is... That's a great answer. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I think we do get tunnel vision, don't we? And I think that, you know, we see commercial as being this retail, but behind the Amazons and behind the uh, John Lewis and behind the um, uh, the Ebays and all of that, there's got to be industrial units that's catering for all of that. So that's the other arm of the commercial. So I think it's very important that you don't do what I do, folks, and that's become tunnel vision with saying that commercial is just retail because it's not. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, um, and offices is the same. You know, there's been a lot of PD to resi on offices. Um, and I know that, that you know, working patterns are changing, et cetera, but there's still demand for offices. So if you're in a town where there's been a lot of PD to, um, to resi, then, you know, perhaps look at offices for offices. Um, you know what, I, I, I worry about that because I think that, um, you know, if I was looking for an office, um, you know, a different office to where we are now, I know that I would have to put probably 100K in to that deal. And it's not our strategy. We don't do commercial flips or anything like that. We do residential. And I know that if I was going to put 100K into residential property, well, I would only do it if I knew I was going to get my money back out. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. 
Um, and I don't think I could do that with an office suit. I don't think that I could put 100K in as a deposit and then get all of that money back out ever. Well, it depends what your strategy is, Rick, because um, if you if you're buying an office that's occupied on a longer term lease, then I agree with you. You know, you're basically buying the income and your money's locked in. But if you buy a if you buy a vacant office that isn't let and you do a quick tart up and then let it, you can actually and, and don't forget that the way you add value a lot of the time to commercial property is you put a lease in place where there's income that then could be capitalized um, that, you know, that's the, that's the way you do it. So the kind of the same the same way of adding value is is true right across the kind of commercial property sphere you know it's all about the yield that you can the improvement in the yield of, mm. of the property which is virtually the multiplier you apply to the income yeah okay great answer so kind of moving on from that quite nicely um finance how hard how easy you know what are the main lenders that will lend on a commercial property whether it be a, a retail high street shop or a factory unit you know i mean when we're in the commercial world you know we have kent reliance and interbay and the mortgage works and etc you know what main sort of mainstream lenders are there for the commercial world well um the, the high street banks are, are pretty good sources of of um commercial um property lending um but but obviously you know please i'm not a broker so please please speak to your own broker um about that and make sure they're a com you know, they specialize in commercial property make sure they know commercial property because all as we know all brokers are, aren't the same but um you know so there's a lot of specialist lenders but the high street banks you know if you're buying a pretty vanilla unit um retail unit whatever then then you know they're, they're as good a source of any you um you do need to prevent a business plan to them. And, you know, this is, again, this is where your broker can advise, you know, who the right um, lender to go to is and what they require. But they do require a business plan showing some track record. And that can be in business or in, or, or in you know, other types of property. Um, and some lenders will require some commercial property experience. And that's when you might want to look at JVing with somebody who's, who's got some commercial property experience um but others are kind of happy to go on a track record of business and, and other types of property um and then obviously it's then about your plan for the property you know lenders lenders are lending on security of income so you can obviously get bridging and short-term finance on on something that perhaps hasn't got that happening at the moment but they you know you they want to know that there is a prospect for income coming in that property and, and what your plan is is to do is to do that so you can you need to be pretty detailed in your kind of your thoughts and your or management of the property going forwards. Okay, I've got a couple of comments here. Someone's saying that you can actually order things and receive them within an hour from Amazon. I didn't know that. Is that just in certain locations? Um, I don't know. So um, I'm sorry, I don't know who's posted that because the software we use doesn't give us the name. It just says comment from viewer, as you can see on your screen. But uh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. That is absolutely amazing. And if they start doing that, I think I'm going to be uh, doing a lot of shopping. I do like my internet <laughs> shopping, absolutely. No, I mean, I just on that, Rick, actually, that um, there's something called last mile distribution hubs. So, you know, the, the, the people at Amazon, they have their big distribution hubs on the motorways and they have them in the last mile from the customer. And so um, they that's how they do it. They basically have the, you know, the white vans go to a very, very close industrial unit to the customer and they they can basically send them out really quickly. That's so there's awesome. some great opportunities there. I still don't think they'll come to me within an hour, not where I live. <laughs> It'd be nice if I could. I tell you what, it's going to cost me a lot of money if I do with my kids. Um, yeah, I've got another comment here. <laughs> uh, 
Susan, I've got another comment here. Um, uh, it says off market doesn't actually mean a good deal. And you won't know if it's a good deal unless you've understood the local dynamics to be able to correctly value it. Most commercial property is easy to value as it's about yield. Is that right? Um, well, let's answer that question in a couple of bits. So um, off market does actually mean a good deal. Absolutely. I mean, as I said earlier, you have to do your due diligence on this stuff. Um, you need to absolutely make sure that you know what the demand is. You know, if it's vacant, um, you absolutely need to know what the prevailing uh, rents in that area are, who would take it. I mean, I always say you need two or three people at least kind of backed up to take it. You don't just want to be relying on one end occupier. Um, you do need to know what the local town, what the local yield in, in the local town is, um, because that's what your valuer or your commercial finance valuer will look at. Um, and yes, I mean, in, in a nutshell, commercial finance, um, sorry, commercial property um, management and, and adding value is about improving the yield on the property. Absolutely um, agree with that. Um, but you mustn't, you know, you really mustn't buy anything. The same in the resi world. You mustn't buy it unless you know that you're buying something good. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean a good deal. Absolutely. OK. And in terms of what you're doing moving forward then. So um, are you going to just focus solely on commercial now or, you know, are you looking just to have that diversity? And if it is diversity, what do you think the split is? What do you think is a good split? Well, I am not going to advise anybody on what is a good split because it's all down to your own personal um, investing criteria. So um, for me, I'm really happy to be really open about what I'm looking at. Um, I'm looking for um, commercial properties where I can add value. So I'm not interested in just buying income. I'm looking to use my commercial skills to add value. Um, I'm looking. Um, so I'm looking. I'm probably looking at a 50 50 split in my portfolio going okay. forward. It is. It isn't like that at the moment. And and. Okay. Um, um, and and that, that's kind of where I'm going forwards. But I'm still really keen. Um, I really still really like HMOs. I've heard like some of these um, these cup of teas before. And I, you know, I still think that HMOs has got a really um, is, is, a, is a great investing model. Um, you've got to innovate, as, as a lot of people, yeah. other people said. Um, so HMOs and, and some single lets as well. So that's kind of where I'm where I'm looking at. Okay, I mean, that is a nice diverse portfolio, isn't it? We said we weren't going to talk about HMOs today. How can we not talk about HMOs? This is a HMO property community group. So um, let's just talk a little bit about HMOs. Um, you know, I, I mention this to everyone that we have as a guest on the show. I like to get everyone's opinion, and it's, you know, because we all do things differently. We've all got our own ideas. What's the future of HMOs in your mind, Susie? Well, um, as, as I as I just said, I think that they they are still um, they're still a good investment. And as I said on everything commercial property, make sure you DD, make sure you know your market inside out, make sure you know most importantly know your customer inside out, which is your tenant. You know what they're looking for, what they want, um, and you know I do think it's about innovation. So you know we've seen a massive shift when I started investing in HMOs in two thousand and fourteen, thirteen, fourteen. Um, you know, when it was all magnolia walls and, you know, we, we kind of <laughs> we could we could still we could still fit everything. I think, um, you know, I think that, that that things have moved on from there and they're going to continue yeah. to. It's going to continue to change. You know, there's all the um, talk around co-living now. And I think that's a really interesting model, uh, which is really, um, you know, it, it's an HMO with more facilities, isn't it? Really? So, yeah. Yeah. OK. Um, I mean, that's a really interesting comment as well. You know, it's it is about due diligence and it's about knowing what to look for, isn't it? It's about knowing that you're future proofing and having a couple of exit plans. It's the same with houses. You know, if you're in Article 4 areas and you need planning permission, 
you know, what's your B? What's your plan B? Some people say, you know what, if you've got a plan B, your plan A isn't strong enough. Well, I understand that. But I always say, look, it's better to have a plan B so at least you can walk away from the deal without it costing you any money. So I know, Caesar, you do talk a lot and you do mentor about um, commercial property. Um, I mean, what, where, where are you at the moment? I know you're traveling the country at the moment. You're almost like Susie on tour. I see a lot of your, <laughs> fa- lot of your Facebook posts with, you know, with Susie on location. You're in a wigwam um, over the weekend, weren't you? Were you in some kind of teepee or something? <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't exactly a tent. It was a, quite a glamorous tent. <laughs> it was a cold weekend to go and sit in a glamorous it tent. Freezing, though, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I prefer to sit in the hotel and a nice log fire and drink a nice glass of wine, I think. Yeah, very wise. So how can people reach you, Susie? Um, yeah, please. Um, if, if you're interested in commercial property education, you know, um, as I say, I think it's about diversity of portfolio. So I do offer one-to-one training. Um, it's five hours with me. Um, I generally offer it around kind of Woking in Surrey, but, um, you know, I can travel to some degree and it can be tailored to your investing requirements and your level of experience. So, you know, I can make it as sophisticated or as, you know, kind of basic as as, as you need it to be. Um, and please do. I'll, 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 com- I'll put in the comments um, on this thread. I'll kind of put my um, I'll, I'll I'll put my contact yeah. details or, or DM me if you're interested. Yeah, I think if um, people would like to DM you, we don't, you know, with the cup of teas with Rick G, we don't like to make them too salesy. You know, it's about, it's about showing value and, and what have you. So if anybody wants to contact Susie, then please, you know, click on um, on Susie's profile, send her a private message and you can contact her through those means. And yeah. you know what, folks, you know, Susie sometimes is in the background there when we post about this big deal that we did about a year and a half ago. And just want to sort of, you know, give Susie a bit of praise here because Susie is one of our business partners um and susie is the uh, our partner in the big property that we bought about a year and a half ago when we bought the whole street and you know we, we talk about you know the development project that we did we post the pictures and all the flat conversions well susie is our business partner in that as well so just to be completely transparent with everybody and susie doesn't really get that many shout outs for that so thank you susie <laughs> it's a pleasure no um and these guys are great to work with so it's uh you know it's, it's been a, it's been a great great property to be involved in and Susie, we met through networking didn't we you know we met through our community um and you know that is the the power of networking isn't it because i think you know if you if you don't go out networking you're missing a massive massive trick because it's, uh, there is people in that room that can help you in all aspects of your business so let's have a little tip on networking susie how important do you think that is in your business at the moment well i think both in commercial and resi actually it's 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 such a people business and as you say there's always kind of nuggets of gold in every room you know even if you kind of think oh i haven't really met anybody tonight that there's information or there's nuggets that you get that that can move you on in your investing journey um, and I think that, you know, I, I think there's also a place for social media networking as well, because, um, you know, things like this and um, kind of reaching out, to, you know, because you can actually reach more people on, on social media. Absolutely. So. You know what, Susie, these videos that we do, these lives, they get they get around about 2,000, 2,500 views per session. So, you know, that's a lot of people to stand in, in a room and try and go networking around the country. You're going to have to go to a lot of networking meetings to get that kind of audience. I couldn't agree more. I think it's it's really powerful. It's not just Facebook, obviously, it's Instagram and, you know, all the other, you know, you, you can spend a lot of your day on social media if you're not careful. But actually, you know, it does, <laughs> there's, a, there's a return investment there. So, you know, but I think both both the physical and the kind of um, virtual networking have both, both have their merits for sure. 
Yeah, they do. And it's having that balance, isn't it? And yeah, you're right. You can spend all day on social media um, if it is your business, you know, because sometimes that's what business is. Then that's OK. That's cool. Um, if it is you just watching pictures of people's dogs and cats and, uh, and parrots on little bicycles and you know looking at last night's dinner, then, you know, you need to get that balance and readjust it. There's got a couple of comments here. I think they're more comments than, than questions, but I do want to read them out. Give everybody a shout out. Most of the off market deals I get offered as a property dealer are actually above real market value that's based on the last 25 years buying and selling a lot of property anything with the middleman is always overpriced yeah don't disagree with that yeah i mean these are just statements folks you know so i've got another one here no point in buying commercial unless it has got development potential as we are right at the top of the market with yields of four to five for a good quality tenant so if you buy at the moment you're buying right at the top of the market and it won't add up unless there's a development potential Ooh, what do you think Susie? um i slightly disagree with that comment actually um i do think that we are pretty near the top of the market i think that that the market will dip potentially next year so i think that you know it's about it's about a bit of timing i think the retail market has dipped already actually but don't forget that um, adding value to commercial property is about buying, um, you know, you, you could if you bought a bricks and mortar type property. Now, don't because we are quite near the top of the market, you could be buying that at, at, at quite a high value um, because of the hope value and the potential of it. But not everywhere. So it's all about adding value through putting a lease in place. So, you know, th th I think the same. Uh, concept applies if you buy a vacant property and you put a lease in place with income you're improving the yield and therefore you're improving the value so um so it's all relative isn't it there's it is. a relative shift there it's all relative and it's all down you know to experience and lots of people do things lots of different ways you know we could talk about you know all of the the weird and wonderful strategies that we use in order to gain property and some people will come back and say yes i know that that's right because i've done it some people come back and say no that's a load of rubbish and other people come back and say it's illegal so you know it's it just really depends on how you want to operate your business there aren't no right and wrongs everybody does things in a very very different way so susie it's 10 to 10 it's about time now maybe wrap it up my brew's gone cold so i'm going to go and refresh thank you so much for joining us today if you want to reach out to susie folks make sure that you send her a private message and susie will catch up with you soon Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a pleasure, Rick. Feature Thank your you. Thanks a lot. Property software built by landlords and trusted by tenants. GoTenants is your one-stop property management assistant that will take the pain away from your tenant recruitment process and the management of your properties. From advertising your property to maintenance reporting, electronic signatures to full property management software. Stop worrying about double bookings and the hassle of unnecessary admin because GoTenants is here to enable you to seamlessly run your portfolio from anywhere in the world. Go to gotenants.co.uk to find out more.